welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pretty Unlimited podcast. We have a very special, very difficult. <laughs> this was hard. What? We have a top five for you today. Because, well, yeah, well, well, because a few weeks ago we did. We recently did a top five '90s West Coast hip hop songs, um, and we said, "Hey, we'll do an East Coast one for '90s hip hop songs as well." Um, I'm just going to preface it by saying that's the list that I made a couple of days ago. Um, I, I, it, it's subject I to change s- at any time in the near future. I will say, I did not. Real, I could have very easily done like a top fifty, and it no, wouldn't yeah. have been there's a lot of, any problem. There's a lot of great I felt, '90s hip hop songs from the East Coast. I felt disloyal because I was like, "Oh, I got to, I have to put this one in," and then I was like, "Santa, oh, I have to put this yeah. one." So, this was my list as of last night. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it, some song comes on the radio, this list could change. it could change <laughs> so. at any point. So, but first, but for, before we get into that, we are trying something that we went to the liquor store, Wine some, Republic, went to Wine Republic, mentioned it last week. We had those pineapple upside down uh, shots. We, we, we again, I mentioned that the liquor companies are getting really good with these drinks. Mm-hmm. There was a whole malted and we don't have to mix anything. So I f- it was malted something. I forget what they called it at Wine Republic, but it was, it was, uh, it was a, 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 like a lot of the big liquor we companies. We should taste test. All the forties. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> From here? Maybe, maybe we do like in the in the backyard one day. Record an episode of us drinking forties. Mm-hmm. And then we could line up the bottles on the table. You which... want to you want to taste test forties? You're mm-hmm. trying to drink the whole. No 40. taste test. How many? I mean, how much would that cost? Like. 20 bucks. <laughs> I mean, it depends. I don't. I, I do not know what the cost of some 40s are these days. Some of them might be more than a dollar. They just spent a, like a dollar. Country, country Club was like a buck and a quarter. What was it? Was it Thunderbolt? Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt OE, was like a, a dollar 50. A dollar 20. It was so cheap. And my friends thought I was so fucking bougie because I would drink tall Heineken's. Yeah. And they were like two fifty, and they were like, "I could get two two country club. Yeah. We only got one Heineken." I, I, I was get, like, "Yeah, but mine tastes better." I could, I could get. But now I don't really like Heineken anymore. So. I, I could fuck my liver up quicker than yours. Yeah. So this is what we bought, and we're gonna taste test today. Boom. Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey, perfectly mixed with cola. It doesn't say. I don't know if I'm assuming that's not Coke. I. You know what? Let me look at the ingredients. It just. It, I mean, I would assume if it's Coca Cola. It would say Coca-Cola. This Ooh, just says contains cola. caffeine. Uh, it's red, but it just said cola. It does not say. I don't think it's Coke sponsored. Yeah. Maybe I wonder if it's RC. The funny part is, I wonder if like they. Did they make? Their where own did they cola? go get the soda from? That's what I'm saying. Did they make their own soda? They probably C cola. They may have made their own. They may have gotten a. Uh, this is like a whole. How cute. Can of soda. It's a whole twelve ounce can. Whiskey with natural flavors. Here's what the can looks like. It's actually a pretty nice can. Again, it just says um, perfectly mixed with cola, nothing else. Don't panic. So if I start getting red or sweating, I have a hot flash coming on. And I can feel it. I'm like... Hot flash. 
Can you not recycle this here? It doesn't list New Jersey. It's like seven states. This is a Purdue. That might be the the thing where you can turn them in for money. Like you can probably still recycle it, but we don't give money. We don't do money for them. I shout to Tenny. When we would go see him in Connecticut, he used to let me take all that money from the uh the fuck was the name of that spot? Was it Stop and Shop? It wasn't Stop and Shop. I forget the name of the grocery store, but twenty I was spent all okay. all comic books. It smells interesting. It smells like cola. It tastes like I mixed it, honestly. It ta- it tastes like something I mixed. It's not as heavy. I would have gone a little heavier with the whiskey, but it's good. And That's good. I like it. I am such a Jack and Ginger person, though. It throws me off because oh, yeah. it's cola. I'm not the biggest. Like, well, to be honest, I'm a double Jack and Ginger. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan. Like, Jack and Coke is cool, but I, I prefer Jack and Ginger. But this is good. Yeah. It's t- again, it tastes just like you mixed it. And there may or may not be other flavors sitting in our storage. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Conti- if you want to see the, the insanity that we bought at Wine Republic not to about a month or so ago, you know, just keep watching the podcast. We'll be, there's a number <laughs> of things that we bought that we'll be tasting from them. We'll probably have to go back and get some more because they had a yep. shit ton of stuff. Oh, we, yeah. We didn't have enough space to, to get all that stuff home. Okay. So we are doing our top five of the moment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's really tough. It's funny. Actually, I'm going to, ch- you know what? No, what? We'll call it the top five. Okay. I'm, I mean, it's but top real- five. Realistically, this is five of my favorite East Coast. No, yeah, well, that's 90s. the thing. Like, it, when when we said we were going to do this, and I said, all right, let me make my list, That was, this is the list that I came up with. There's people that I really like on it that aren't, that, there's p- people that I really like that aren't on the list. There's songs I really like that aren't on the list. Um, because I didn't take fucking uh, a decade or so to, to think about all the songs that I really loved. Um, but I tried. I think I got there. But, yeah, looking at the yeah. list, some, it's funny to see what is and isn't there. Should I kick it off? Sure. All right. Number five, I'm going to go with Nas's The World Is Yours. That um, I'm, not a, I'm not as big a fan of Pete Rock anymore because of uh he, he's he's he seems very uninformed with some of his conversations on the internet but uh that beat was my um when went back when people had ringtones and we actually like <laughs> listened to ring our phones yep. ring um the 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 piano i think it's an ahmad jamal um sample uh, but yeah the piano's great the the, the chorus was amazing I, I don't know it's one it's one of it's my favorite Nas album record off of that first Nas album um and has always stood out to me I, and there's other records that are bigger but I this is my favorite um to question bottom. for you mm-hmm. who are some of the people that you didn't add to your to your list the Fugees didn't make it. I thought the Fugees was going to make it. Um, they didn't make it. Uh, damn, who who can I mention that won't be too big of a spoiler? Uh, or like surprises for East Coast. Like there's, I've re- there's no KRS-One. Okay, so I did not do 
I did not add anybody that we already did individual top fives. Oh, okay. So, yeah. There's, that, a, there's a couple that people might think would be on my list that aren't on my list. Yeah. But KRS One had like a couple of really big records in, uh, actually. <laughs> I keep no, yeah. looking at mine. K- I'm KRS like, mm-hmm. One, no, because there was there was a um, there was one record that I had on there that I then took off. But he had a, he had a lot of big records in the '90s. But um, when I'm speaking for me, and I can only speak for me, um, I realize that like I I think I, I I have a softer spot in my heart for his late '80s boogie down production stuff compared to even like MCs act like they don't yeah. know and stuff like that. Which those are hard records. But. I had the same thing with uh, Rock M. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, and he's always on it. He's always good. Mm-hmm. He's always beyond good. But m- my heart is like Eric B is president and paid in no, full. Right. That's, you know. Well, because I guess, and also too, like the biggest or the best record from the 90s, Rakim, may be uh, the Juice song, uh, mm-hmm. Know the Ledge. And um, I, uh, that that's not, it, it, like that's lower compared to like you said the records you yeah. mentioned so yeah it, it could make the list didn't make the list what's your number five brand nubian wow. slow down i like slow down i i was a big brand that and the uh the puncture bump to get beat down remix yes. were my favorites but slow, slow slow down, down was down, big too it was a huge song i loved it that's one of the early times where there's some like singing going along you know it was also R&B. conscious too it, yeah it, it, it was, was very conscious, conscious. Um, but it was the, you know, the mixing R&B with hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, and st- even in the nineties, like it was really just coming off more. Yeah, it, was, when, it, it wasn't as big as it became, especially at that time. Yeah. That would have been early, early 93. Such a vibe though. 94. Such a vibe. No, yeah. Love yeah. that. And they were low key, like v- verses telling stories and, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I, I was a, I was a fan of brand Nubians for a bit. And create they they were really good at creating a picture in your head mm-hmm. no you're yeah, very good with, lyricists with, yes with the songs so very good yeah they, uh, that was my number five i'm thinking about those verses mckay i can like <laughs> i can see, i can see what they were talking about my number four i guess we're keeping it queen's bridge mob deep shook ones part two um still probably like one it was like number eight, and I was like trying to do I push it, and I was like, oh, there's I don't know, a, so many songs. There's a video because nobody knew what Havoc used to make that. Tra- if, and if I'm not mistaken, p- the beginning of the song, the uh, t- 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 that's mm. like the, it's the oven, like when you turn on the oven, and it like yeah. the, it makes those noise <laughs> before the the flame. That's what's going on. But um, there's a video of somebody they, they found the song. I guess they found whatever song is credited, but it was too fast. And, like, they showed, like, how he, like, took this one little loop and, like, pinched it. For, it was like, and it was just, like, by the time mess with it, and it was, like, he really did that. And, and, and but I remember being in high school. This would have been 95. And Prodigy, I'm only 19, but my, he, that verse was the scariest shit I heard in my, because it was really, like, you could tell where he grew from and he, he, it's like, not that he don't give a fuck, but he really don't give a fuck. <laughs> and, and it was, it was, it was so raw at the time. Um, especially for like the coming out of the, 
the Biggie era, mm-hmm. the, the 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 Death Row era. Like it was, it was even with Nas already being out, it was still something that was a little more rugged um, than other people. And I, I, like that whole album is good. I like Survival of Fittest as well, but Shook One's Part Two, um, it's 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 a classic. It's a classic. Definitely a classic. Okay. What's your number four? All I have to say is this one little thing, and he's going to know exactly what song it is. I had to do one that was local. Uh-huh. To your local. Poor Righteous Teachers rocked this funky joint. Uh, yeah, no, I respect so that. So for me, I had just gotten out of high school. Mm-hmm. I graduated in 89. And um, yes, you heard that right. He was in high school in the 90s. I graduated in 89. So I was a child. age gap. Um, I was a child. So I went to high school with some of the folks in Poor Righteous Teachers. So it was a huge, it was a big song as it was. Like it did really, really it well. Was, it was on Rap City yeah. all the time. I, I remember seeing the video and saying, like, oh shit, Trent Makesbridge right there. So one, I don't remember where the list was, but like I was looking at different lists, which I do every time we do a top five, I go through like multiple lists. Okay, what were all the big songs? What were the small songs? What, what were the, what who may, was doing what? what? Just what so I can remember. Missing, yeah. yeah. And... It's on the list of, and they don't care if it's West Coast or East Coast. I forget what what website it was, uh-huh. but it made the list of the top one hundred nineties. It was big. It was. Songs. It was. Yeah, so, I mean, it was, and, and it's a memorable. I remember listening to. I wasn't going to see House Party. I forget who we were with, but I remember being in the car jamming. And yeah, they from Trenton. Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck anything was going on, but the fact that they was from Trenton and that record was hard. Um, I, I actually kind of wish that more of their records. You, it's, yeah. it's actually pretty funny because outside of this area, uh, Poor Righteous Teachers and uh and uh, YZ and a couple of other, those other cats from mm-hmm. Jersey at the time, like they they've gotten like critical acclaim mm-hmm. from you know uh, like hip hop heads, but aside from like a couple of the songs, they never really got as big as they could have gotten. Um, but I want to say Wise, he was doing music for a bit back when yeah. I was doing Rock the Dub. He was I interviewed him because he was still putting out um, uh, material, a lot of stuff. I don't know what he's doing now. I'm hey, can you link bit. to the to the interview? Yeah, hopefully it still looks okay. alright. It's been a minute since he. It, 16 years 15 years it's been a minute since i spoke to him so uh but yeah i will uh hopefully remember to do that and i'll drop the link down somewhere there. in here somewhere <laughs> down there um that was yeah, j- such it i mean the music the beat is fucking fire mm-hmm. and um again they you know they weren't people who were going to talk about nothing no you know so there's like m- there's messages that, that and they were, yeah, they're definitely five percent, but it was, uh, you didn't have to be five percent to to understand where he was coming from, yeah. It, it wasn't like uh, some Iraq Kim stuff, or maybe some people that will speak on later. Um, there, there are there are a lot of rappers who have taken five percent teachings and Big Daddy yeah, Kane, um, but they were good with uh, because I mean, rock this funky joint. At its heart, it was still just like a fun record. It mm-hmm. wasn't like they weren't like going ham, mm-hmm. but they made sure. I mean, teachers is in their name, and they made sure to, you know, drop some lessons or whatever. Go, go back to listen to some of their stuff too. Go back to the. I wonder the, if it's also. What I wonder how many. You know, I was very lucky in that I went to a mostly black high school, mm. 
And so, you know, from like 14 on up, I was around five percenters. No, right. All the time. That yeah. was just part part and parcel of going to school and hanging out in the neighborhoods and with the friends and stuff that I hung out with. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how many people that didn't understand what 5% we're talking about. Like, if they ever got confused listening. Because it never occurred to me till just now no, that yeah. people didn't know what no, was going on. I, I, it still happens to this day. I, mm-hmm. I think when... when that that little baby that that the ba- like all that shit is probably catching sounds real cool, but at a certain point, I imagine people are like, wait, was, was that a street name or was that the name of a gun? Uh, was he talking about sex? They're like, they don't know. It, it, they don't know the lingo, and sometimes shit is so uh, coded and wrapped up in, yeah, in, in slang anyway. Um, but yeah, so you can only imagine what it's like for a random white person to pick up a <laughs> a, a, a rock this funky joint and, and hopefully get it all the way through. Um, no, solid choice, though. Solid choice. My number three, uh, it was tough because I knew I had to get a Gangstar song on here. Um, I chose Mass Appeal only because, um, again, that beat is... I have to hear it. I don't remember. Come swimming like grass with the Mass Appeal. I don't know. It's it's You'll know it if you heard it. It was... I mean, again, they didn't really have... Like uh, 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 Billboard hits, but they had like Gangstar had a lot of records that you probably heard somebody riding oh. down the street with it, um, which was weird because I think I know Premier's from Texas. I don't I don't remember where Guru might have been from, um, farther north, but for whatever reason they they like defined a New York sound for me for a bit. And actually, I I it was a while before I bought. Uh, Gangstar CDs, but because I would just get lost in uh, in Premier's production. I was always a fan of DJs, so um, anytime somebody had uh, a chorus where it was just them, and he was always it would be like five, six different lines or samples that he would cut into uh, a, a phrase or a, 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 a verse for a hook or whatever. Goddamn geniuses! But I mean, when you've got one of the best producers and one of the best rappers uh, making music. You're going to get nothing but fire. But yeah. This is true. Mass appeal. Um, yeah. Again, ask me on another day. It may be another Gangstar record because there's a couple of other ones I really like. But that mass appeal holds a holds a special spot. What's your number three? So I had um, My Name Is mm. by Eminem. And then I took it off. I can see that. And... I was bopping and I, w- I had the radio on mm-hmm. last night and this song happened to pop in and I took Eminem right off. What's the song? What song like Eminem on? Craig Mack, Flavor in Your Ear. Craig Mack, Flavor in Your Ear was on my short list of songs that could have so made it. It was, I was Just like, oh, like that's <laughs> I used to love that song. So I, yeah, so M got the boot for Mac. I used to, <laughs> And I'm not mad at it. Shit, I used to love that. I did, I did not listen to the rest of that. It was that. So I I can't remember any of it, but Yvette had the album, the CD, mm-hmm. and Operation we'd be Down, in we'd be in Aunt Harriet's car. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. to Nikki, Yvette, and Aunt Harriet. Damn, yeah, R.I.P. to all three of them. And we'd be we'd wait till she go to she went to bed. All the kids would sleep. Uh, 
And then we'd sneak out, and we would legit push the car out the driveway so she didn't hear the car. The car was under her bedroom window. To go listen to Craig Mack? No, so oh. we could go bar hopping oh, okay. and shit while we were to sleep. And we'd, and we'd wait till we were like three or four blocks away, and then we were the annoying people in the car at midnight with with the radio blaring. That was us. Wait, wait, sidebar. Did you hear what was going on at 6 in the morning this morning? Do you remember the other day? It was yesterday. I heard music yesterday when that when we heard you were like, the beat's not bad, but and I was like, yeah, but every song's yeah, like the, it, it played then. Five minutes later, I went outside, right, and I heard the same song. It was the guy was coming down the block again, but he was driving in like a minivan. I think it's his song. Because he had his hand out the window like this while he was driving. And it was loud. And I'm like, I didn't know if I heard it coming. From, I didn't hear it until he hit our block. But I'm like, is this a diss song to somebody on the block? Like, Because the thing is, I didn't hear it again. But then at 6 in the morning. I don't know if he was out there in the minivan. But somebody was like, hey, hey. He almost he got like midway through the first verse, and I think I don't know if he had a boombox. I don't know if he was in the van, but I'm like, this motherfucker really. Playing. I want an old boombox. I'll get an old. They, that works. You can get one that works. They what they do? They have they made ones that um, you could play tapes, but they also have the blue the Bluetooth in it. Mm -hmm. But it's it's but I mean you can get some of the old ones. You just gotta pay yeah a buck or something depending on um. The thing is, I'm like, I just don't know where I put it. On the porch. We sit on the porch with it. That's true. You're not wrong. Take right. it to the park. So you're on number three? Yep. That was Craig Mack. That was, oh, so I'm on number two. Such a bomb song. I mean, I'm sorry. Craig Mack. Craig Mack. 1,000 degrees. It was, it was that record and it was Making Moves of Puff. Those are the only records I liked off of that album, but I loved Flavin' Your Hair. I love the remix, too. Such a good song. The beat is hard, though. Mm -hmm. That's back when everybody was wearing Kangles and, and, and Timbers. I'm curious if we have the same number one. But go ahead. We don't have the same number one. We, we definitely don't. Okay. My, my list is, 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 this is literally just my list of shit that I love. Like I said, it could have been any five songs, but this is kind of where. Number two, um, I mentioned earlier about uh, MCs and 5% lingo and, and putting it in their records. Um, I wanted to put, I knew I wanted to put a Wu-Tang Clan song on here. Um, I had to go with Cream. It felt like it was the obvious one. Is that? I'm the, not even playing. Is that your? What number is that for you? Number two. There you go. It's. it's, it's <laughs> I mean, it made sense. Two. It's. Um, I got the same number two. I remember really being in the Cream when Wu Tang, like when Wu Tang. I'm gonna was show out. you something. Con contenders. The only song that I first that I put was what was Wu Tang Cream. Um, so I, weird. <laughs> I, I gained more of appreciation for this song when um, Showtime put out the of Mike's and Men, the four part. Oh, I um, vaguely it's, remember that. It's it's on Plex. I mean, it's cool because you get to see them talk about. Like, I think the the first couple episodes are good because you get to see them kind of talking about how they formed and everything, and not dealing with like why everything fell apart. Um, but to see them talk about. Like they they had there's so many records on that album Enter the Thirty Six Chambers that is about the street life and about selling drugs and the struggle but they they made that 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 mentality of people who are in 
the projects and feel like they ain't got nowhere else to go. Cash rules everything around me. Like it sounds so simple and it really is. But when you go and, and you, you sit and really dissect Dex, Dex verse, dissect mm -hmm. Ray's verse. And you really look at, you know, Tom's is rough and tough, like leather. Like it, like there was a lot of like. You're so much better than I am at remembering lines off the. Because I of your got head. with a sick tight click and went all out. I just anything unless the song's playing, and then I know I can go like to the end of the song and tell you what it is. I but. I listened to I because I got that album a couple years after it came out, but I listened to Enter the Thirty Six Chambers for like a good month before school. So like I like I, I sat with that album. I, I learned it for a while and getting like they had a lot of dope records before and after it, but like Cream was that one on that first album that really felt like all of the the puzzle pieces fit and it not it didn't just fit to make a great song, but it made a great song that kind of um express something in a way that you know made other people really feel it and and again they, they're very like it's not like it's the first time you heard people rapping about the struggle but no. like i remember i remember that just like the one boogie down productions record i was going to put on material love love's going to get you like that song uh, that was one of the first songs i remember about people talking about i was i was in the street doing crime and this is what happens when you do that like it, anybody can talk about struggling and trying to survive, but it takes like real lyricists and real, you know, artists to make that, like make a, a statement that's really going to stick. And again, mm -hmm. to be something where two people can say, damn, that's, that's my top five of a decade of a coast of hip hop. Like it's, it's a, it's a much more important song than I think people may realize. I feel like you, and you, you can't have a top anything hip hop without, Wu-Tang in there you like it's you just can't, you, no, can't. you can't you can't you're too good like separately and together there's just so much music you're too good between all of them like we could do a a whole nother episode of just Wu-Tang members well, you could do a Wu -Tang. You could, we could do a Wu-Tang we could do a Wu-Tang members so you could do, do a, top a, fives a, a Ghostface top five yep. a Raekwon a Meth top you could do all that yeah no 100% so that's your number two as well I like how we have we just had a production meeting too. No, um, yeah, so that was my number two. There you go. So what's your number one? My number one. Numero uno. And again, this is gonna, this is my pick, but it's my favorite song off of um, their album Midnight Marauders, primarily because of the mini Ripperton sample that they use. But uh, a tribe called Quest lyrics to go. Um, and it's not, it, he ain't even like tipping. They not really saying nothing. It, it's just again, it's just a really. I feel Don't like people be. sleep on Q-Tip sometimes. Like, yeah. Well, he was. When you think of a, a tribe, I was always I was more of a Fife fan because Fife was like mm -hmm. wittier, you know, punchlines there. Q Q-Tip was dope, but Q-Tip was definitely like he was more of a vibe. Like you know, he he and and he could he was really good. At, he was a good. I feel writer. like he was also so laid back mm -hmm. that he like he didn't scream. Keep the attention on me. Right, you know, he right. was just laid back and I'm here and this is what I do. And yeah, he's not. And we're, it, we're all cool. We're all good. He, most def could have been Q-Tip if he if he turned it down a little bit. Because um, I, I felt like when I saw most, I was like, yeah, it's like a little Q-Tip. But he was way more um, charismatic in terms of like Mob put, putting his shit on. And the most def were super hard for me to not have on this list because I just love, I you know, I have a serious thing for most def. Yeah. But when I think like this screams 90 song to me, 
His uh, uh, weirdly, a lot of his music kind of doesn't remind me of a decade. It's yeah. just good, so it kind of transcends and doesn't throw me back. Oh, this is '90s. You know, it doesn't do that for me. His first album did come out. Like technically, he's got a couple of hard ones on that black on both sides. But uh, mm. most people would probably say their favorite is Umi says, and that's him just singing the whole. That was the last complex con I went to. That was playing Sunday morning. That that was that was a vibe. That was a vibe. But um, nah, yeah, uh, fucking um. Uh, lyrics to go there's it, it's it's again one of my favorite be- it, it, it made me because it, it's one of those times where i would ride around saturdays with my mom you hear songs on das but you're not paying attention it's just the same 20 songs they play but when i connected oh shit like I, i've heard this record before but i've not heard them speed it up and just take that one note mini ripperton hits and then like throw some beats under it and like you know start rapping over it like it's 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 like the perfect example of hip-hop to me i almost had bonita applebaum that's i remember playing that on the on the on that's tribe called quest that's tribe called quest that was 92 i was i was in uh in elementary my brain was like I was in, <laughs> I was, it was like fifth sixth grade i think um i remember that song um really but because people were on the on the on the playground talking about Benita Applebaum. I said, you got to put me on. (laughs) The fuck you know about Benita Applebaum? You're eight, bro. Anyway, I'm sorry. What's your number one, mama? So my number one, and I think realistically this song, I could shift out the other four as much as I love all four of those songs. And could like put in another four songs and still love the list. But I think this song for me screams 90s hip hop. East Coast. Method Man and Mary J. Blige. That's good. You're all that I need. You're all I need. So it just screams 90s RB and hip hop. And you get both, and they're f- the. The video is fucking funny as hell. No, the video is like all he goes through to get his girl some pads so, is just some crazy shit. And for dope. her mom to treat him like shit before at the, the beginning and at the end is just like fucking hysterical. Yeah, but um, the the whole thing. I mean, again, without the video, mm-hmm. there's a whole picture painted. No, yeah, yeah, of a story happening and hood love. Hood love. It, it wasn't just your regular love. Shorty, like he really yep. broke it down, and there was yes, really some. If you've not lived in a city and had to deal with certain things, you wouldn't understand. You know, the, but. I also appreciate. I mean, we're married, but I also appreciate it. You know, like it took it from a guy's standpoint of I can be completely dedicated and loyal to you, and we're not married legally. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you know, having thousands of kids. You know, and yeah. all the stuff, and you know. So a lot of my friends were like, that song made them kind of, oh, maybe it's just, you know, the marriage part, the legality of it is what they don't like. And which mm. I still think is bullshit. But that's just my opinion, you know. But yeah, um, I mean, well, because the but thing it, is. But the song brought it to your attention that but, it was part of that. But it's a particular type. A man, again, he says, uh, what he's, it, he he back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. Yes. Like, like it, it that's not just we met at the club and we got right. cool. Like they, they you, you can of, tell they've been together for a minute. I feel like I need love from LL Cool J was like the fifteen year old 
you know, hip hop love, love story. Song. And then Method Man was an adult. The, this is the adult yeah. hip hop love story. No, great. So I, I love I, if that I, makes any sense. I remember <laughs> um, again, I, I, I was actually listening to Mess first album recently. I remember liking the version because the version that's on the album is the, the it's it's like the, the Diddy, the Puff Daddy version mm-hmm. is good. I like the other remix, the one that RZA did. It's I a like little this, harder. Yeah, and I like the it, I like is that the one that's slower? It's like uh, 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 yeah, I like uh, the one that's slower. I don't. Yeah. I'm not knocking the Diddy. The one. Diddy version is dope. It's, it's very good, and, and but they, I they, like the slow version. They want a fucking. They didn't make no money off, but they won a fucking Grammy off that one yep. though. Um, no, nah, but, but both versions are dope. Like the the other, because they did. I think they took they they used the video and they made uh, videos for both versions. Mm-hmm. And I think in the in the the, the Diddy mix, um, it's definitely they're like you know they're, they're chilling. But when in, in the other, I think it's called the Razor Sharp mix or whatever. It's definitely just meth and and, and Mary just vibing out on the <laughs> roof or whatever. Um, yeah, what a classic. It's probably one of Matt's best songs too. What is I'm just I'm looking it up because I can't remember. What is the sample from Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell? Marvin I couldn't. Gaye and Tammy I just Terrell, I yeah. got. It's hard for me to get what the sample is when I have this version in my head. Like I can't. Right. I can't break out the the. I was, <laughs> the I'm, melody. I also, and like, I used to be I, I used to be a much better sample spot, especially back when I was actively listening to hip hop as a as a teen. On all the samples, yeah, I know all this. Shit. I know all this. Shit. I can still do it if I He's really want to. He's still really good. But um, it's a people because everybody can make music now. Like the world of what's being sampled has kind of opened up a bit. Um, it's not just like in the '80s. It was how many different ways can we flip uh, a James Brown sample to make mm-hmm. our drums? Now it's what fucking flamenco record that came out two years ago has like this one snare that we can use, like. It's uh, it's a different world out there, but it used to be a lot of fun to. Oh shit! I I heard that before. That's the that I heard that Marvin Gaye song before. Um, I just had an idea. I have to email myself. Hold on. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, that's that that was our top five '90s songs from the East Coast. Um, were we wrong? Did we did we not include it in your favorites? Should um, hi my name is be on here? Let us know in the comments below. I'm actually um, I hate. I always hated Eminem's first single. I liked "Hi, My Name Is" when I first heard it, but it got played so much. Yeah, got so tired. Dr. Dre is time to operate. Well, the, the funny part is with Eminem, um, there was so much arguing going on when he first came out. So, like a lot of people, just the fact that he's white, you know, they and I think people. I remember people talking about when the first album came out. Yeah. Uh, this rich white dude is out here trying to claim. And first of all, he, white, yes, he was not rich Eight at, at all. <laughs> you know. Um, but people were like, Dr. Dre turned his back on on us, and you know, and, I, and then you know, you listen to him. And you know, and it was cracking on talking about trailer parks, Every, and people everybody. was cracking on it. And and then you know, once it was okay, so what you rap about is what you know, right? And well, what he knew was trailer parks. Well, so it was just fun, not well, not fun. It was interesting to watch the conversations go up and down. Shift. And in the midst of having those multiple conversations over and over and over, his songs became like "Beat It" and "Billy Jean," where I didn't want to hear it anymore. Did. 
was the first time you heard him was on the radio? Like, like, was it one of like his big singles? Was it? My no, it was is? at a party. I rem- I was because I I, I think it was at a party. I didn't. I know, do believe I was with Nick and Yvette. I didn't know what an Eminem. I remember there was a um, shouts to PRB Princeton University radio yep. station. We'll get out of here in a bit. Um, they used to have a show called Vibes and Vapors. It was a Thursday night underground hip hop show. Um, I would record it on cassette tape. Like I would have, I would pre- I would record the first half. I would record the first forty five minutes. Flip the tape. Hit record and then go to bed. And then that Friday, I would just be listening. I remember <laughs> listening, picking up on so much music doing that. And um, but after a while, they stopped doing their show. And it was this cat named Star Child. Shout out to Star Child and all the cat, the, the the Philly drum and bass cats. He was doing a show that was um, he he started taking like I think they didn't fill in one. They didn't even go there that one week, so he filled in. So what he did, and he was just like buying promo vinyl and playing it on the on the radio. He wanted to kind of transition, so he played some hip hop, and it was. It was it was a year before the album came out. It was months before the album came out because the song was technically called Bonnie ninety seven Bonnie and Clyde. I think on the album it's called ninety eight Bonnie and Clyde. It was it, it, it was Eminem. He was the hook was just just the two of us. Like he was flipping the Will Smith, but the whole song was him talking to his daughter Haley. And then you realize, I think like towards the end of the second verse, that the mom is in the trunk. And they're driving to like a mm-hmm. cliff, and I was like, and 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 he he played the whole fucking record, and I was like, this is some of the most disturbing shit I've ever heard. I I let me keep tabs because I never heard, I didn't know what an Eminem was. I didn't know I, he sounded like a white dude, but like I didn't know about none of that shit. And then I started because at some point my name is came out and I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy. But I was like, damn, I I liked. The other shit that I heard more, that shit was more intriguing to me than um, the obvious I Hate Everybody The funny part pop single. is I remember, um, I'm not going to name his name because I don't like that piece of shit. Okay. Um, but he was like, this is going to be like the nail in the coffin for Dre's career. Uh-huh. Because, Eminem was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, because he turned his back on his own kind and he um, obviously is grasping at straws, trying to stay relevant. So he came up with this shit. And I'm like, in here, you know, I think I'm, I'm not saying he helped keep Dre with a career. What kind of did? But maybe he did. I don't know. I don't know how that would work out. But, you know, like we wouldn't have 50. No, no. That, but you know, no, it's what it's so, literally you know, it's, 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 it's what it's happened. fun to watch, you know, how it all branched out. Because well, well, don't forget, it was um, Dre left death row. He um, I mean, I love the story of how. Eminem just started spitting bars when he. But I'm saying but, that first that first time in the studio, everybody's seen that interview. No, and it's right. Just, it's cool to watch it. But know? remember, he, he he was on top of the world. Snoop, Tupac, Death Row. He left Death Row and started Aftermath. He had he had one. He had the record that was on the Friday. Keep the head ringing, and then he had the other song. I forget. Uh, Been there, done that. Shit wasn't popping after that. It wasn't until somebody got the Eminem demo tape and gave it to Dre where Dre realized oh shit this is kind of hard but it wasn't him this is a white guy this is a black guy he was just I'm a producer 
this is somebody I think I can work with and he's going to help me. He's, I can feel that he's helping me tap into creative stuff that I can't do with a Snoop or with somebody else because they're on a different, they're on a different type of timing. So, I mean, it's, it, it, if, if, if Dre hadn't have gotten that Eminem demo, there may not have been a 50 cent. Mm-hmm. There may not have been, you know, a lot of, it, there's a, Think of all the people that Dre has helped them. Kendrick Lamar. We may not even gotten to that if Dre hadn't able to find Eminem wanna, and blow up. I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. So I'm not going to play it. But Rock the Bells on TikTok Ugh. posted this yesterday. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know. He, Dre said in this, uh, in this bit, he cannot and will not listen to The Chronic. It's probably a terrible time for him. So... He was, I had no idea he was recording this and he had got, he had been shot in the legs and was on crutches Mm -hmm. and all this crazy shit. And he won't listen to it. Like I did not know. One of the fucking most fire albums. Well, yeah, for you. Yeah. But also remember they were working with Suge and Suge didn't play. So Suge was, if if you had to get the record done by seven o'clock and you was talking about, I had two, three more songs at six 30, he might hit you. He might pull out a gun. Like it was not. A, a fucking but chill environment. Go watch that TikTok because seriously, watch his face when he's talking about it. Mm-hmm. It it was like, you, like it brought back painful memories yeah. in the moment while he's saying it. Like, and it was like, oh my gosh, that's so no wonder that's was, so bad. No wonder he stayed high. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on that note, okay. So um, that's almost the end of the episode. I mean, yeah, we almost roll, roll the credits. We should put credits. Uh, I mean, what? Well, when do you want to have credits? At the end when we're done talking. Okay. Um, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> what, I what? only say that because my email says, instead of a signature, like instead of like sincerely yours, I put roll the credits. <laughs> and then I have all the uh, pretty unlimited social media links. The, the only thing is like, we could do it. I just like our credit, the credit is going to be me, you, and then our links, which I already scroll. Well, it'd be all the, the oh, anyway. that's true. Never we could do it. I, I mean, we could. We, I could make something, but um, just know that... We'll, we'll play with it. it Another production meeting. <laughs> there's only going to be so many people credited on, on this here podcast. You know, well, we could credit the kids for making us escape and come up with this as an escape to get away yeah. from them. You guys did 200 episodes of this podcast. I didn't get nothing for it. Yes. I didn't get a thing, mommy. Yes. That's what you so. anyway. Okay, on that note, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at pretty underscore unlimited and everywhere else tiktok twitter facebook i'm gonna put a little list and like tape it right here on the monitor so i can stop trying to remember no do it um the thing is you'll do it and then you'll learn it and then you won't need a list anymore yes um uh tiktok twitter facebook bop drop clubhouse uh and um, the website are all pretty unlimited. Prettyunlimited.com. You can also go to TipsyCast. It's slightly uh, less letters to type. Tipsycast. And it'll bring you right to it'll the... And it'll bring you to Pretty Unlimited. Right to the podcast audio. Um, Find well, us on SoundCloud, you- right? It takes us yeah, to SoundCloud. It's, it's, yeah, same difference. Um... But if you want the full experience, go find us on YouTube. YouTube. We are here live and in person. I apologize for how I look today because I didn't feel like doing my hair. Um, but... We really appreciate the support. If you could like, subscribe, and drop a comment on your favorite East Coast 90s rap songs, hip-hop songs. I don't... Okay. 
Uh-oh. I'm going to ask this question before Uh-oh. we close out. Uh-oh. I'm used to saying hip-hop. Uh-huh. But when I grew up, it was rap songs. Well, because they didn't call it, they didn't right. call it hip-hop. Yeah. So what do you call it? Do you say rap or hip-hop? Let me know in the comments. I'm just curious what the... KRS-One said rap. Maybe, how about this? How about this? Put your age yes. and put yes. if you say rap or do you say hip hop? Or at least I'm, I'm 51 and I say I say hip hop, but it took me. I used to say rap. I KRS One said rap is something you do, hip hop is something you live. I don't think everybody subscribes to that, and I think it may depend on how old you are. But lately, like if I'm tagging hip hop rap songs on like the files, I'll put hip hop slash rap at this point because I don't I don't know what other people are calling it and. So, uh, Back to Nick and Yvette. So they were like, Yvette especially, was like that she was living that that, uh, hood, that hood life. Yeah. And I was like, you live down the street from me. Yeah, right. It can't be that bad. And she goes, you live more of a hood life than I do. Uh-huh. And she's and I was like, well, no, you do, because you still live with your mom, and I'm on my own. <laughs> and, and then we went back and forth, and then I was like, we live in the suburbs. I don't care yeah, what, like, what you we say. Like, about? we're not in the hood. Like, your, your street is the worst block on your street, but it's because of your house and a couple of your neighbors. Yeah, it's not like it's... There's only like three, four houses on, on their block, and their block was the worst block, but it was because of them. Because of those houses. Because of what would Yvette call, what would she call, what did she say, rap or hip-hop? I think she said rap. It, rap makes sense. I think she said rap. I, some people used to say rap was what was like mainstream and hip-hop was underground. Again, it, it, it I've heard a couple of different schools of fall. This just like the thing with freestyles. Is freestyle written or is it off the top of the head? Like I think it's changed over time. But I, And we just talked about that because I think freestyle is... Freestyle, you're spitting in the moment, but I think most hip hop heads have those lines already memorized in their head. Like they've no, come yeah. up with that stuff over the years, and it just sits there waiting for the moment to be to come out. We got to think somebody could have like somebody could have written a verse that they really liked, and it didn't fit the song or the album. And they, was, they haven't memorized it. Was there? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's what Big Daddy Kane said. It's a freestyle. It's, 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 it's the style is free. Like, cause, because I think back in the day it was because when they were writing, they were writing with a purpose. And sometimes you just have verses that are just dope and you don't, they don't mean anything or they're not for I have anything. the perfect example. Mm-hmm. House Party. There you go. He dropped his, his notes with all his lyrics when they was chasing him. But kids fell back with the scratch. That was the best. <laughs> See? <laughs> that was in the, that was ninety and that was in the nineties. That, that was Midwest. Midwest. They, they were they were in like Cleveland or some shit. I don't know where they were. I don't were. remember. It felt like remember. it felt very much like a. It was definitely. It felt more suburban. Let's it, see. It didn't feel like house party movie. No, uh, not playhouse. <laughs> I don't know where it was supposed to take place. Let's see. I always Let's assumed it was where... like Ohio or. Okay, nineteen ninety. Okay. It does not say. I, don't, I, I think they don't like saying names in some of these things. It's like no. Anywhere USA. I always assumed it was Cleveland. Okay. Then. Let's go cast reception. It's music. my party, and I'm a rum if I want to. Was was play freestyling? 
Or did he have he he must have freestyled a couple of them lines, right? Yeah, I. It was met with critical acclaim. It doesn't say anything about. Unless you where. can stay out past your pop's curfew, that was a that was that was off the in head, full right? Full force and. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about where. It doesn't even in this. It doesn't even say where. It says United States. It doesn't say anything. Let Uncle Play say a rhyme that'll tuck your ass in. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Let Uncle Play say a rhyme that'll yeah, tuck your ass in. It doesn't say anything at all. Nope. Okay. On that note, here, here, here's what we don't know. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye. It's my party. I'm a rhyme for once.